0: Hey buddies, welcome to another Brazilian Buddy Show. My name is Andre and I'm here to prove to you that we are more than Brazil samba, Brazil <laughs> samba football and carnival. Today I have here with me Marcela. Uh, she has an amazing story and let's gonna talk about um, some interesting subjects. So, Marcela, how are you? Thank you so much to be here.
1: Hi Andre, I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, another episode, another story. So, yeah, I'm great.
1: Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, let's go. So uh, first of all, who are you and what do you do?
1: I am from Brazil. Um, I was born in Espírito Santo, uh, but I, I lived in Rio a few years before immigrating to the US. Um, since I've been in the United States, I've lived in California. Um, Northern California, the San Francisco Bay Area, and um, for the last year, I have been a writer and content creator. Uh, I've been writing about being an immigrant, being Afro-Latina, and I've also written about, you know, um, Brazilian culture and, and my connection to Brazilian culture
0: okay and uh, um you were saying to me that you you like went to brazil like in a trip and that was like the 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 reconnection with your country right can you talk uh, can you can you talk about how was it
1: yeah um so i have been living in the united states without um legal status for most of my life and i wasn't able to leave the U.S. because I wouldn't be able to come back in so um, after I finally had my green card um, I was able to go visit my family in Brazil which was um, not this winter but last last winter two winters ago and um, it was an amazing homecoming trip It was the catalyst for um, reconnecting me with my culture. Having had to assimilate to American culture, I felt like I didn't feel like Brazilian anymore because I didn't know the slang. I didn't know any current music. I didn't even really know what life was like in Brazil since I left so young. My cousins, when I talk to my cousins, they would joke like you're not Brazilian anymore. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that's what I made an effort to change last year after the trip. I came back so inspired and yeah, that's it was really important to me to try to do that.
0: True, mm-hmm. sure. And which city from from your family?
1: We went for two weeks and we spent the first week in um, Copacabana. I have a a cousin and his mom there. Um, They showed us around. I have like a really great story I want to tell you. But um, after spending a week in Copacabana, um, I went to Espirito Santo where most of my family lives. And... um, it's a lot more laid back there. Copacabana mm-hmm. was very... Um, very animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, very lively. Mm, yeah. um, and Espirito Santo... Was more... Um, chill. We did go to an island town. Or like a beach town called... Um, Guarapari,
0: Guarapari. And...
1: Okay. That was somewhat in between... The... The liveliness of Rio and the City of Santos in the middle
0: okay and uh, how was for a Brazilian? um coming to Brazil and living in Rio again so um, what can you tell us about how did you feel about the city? it's lively, um, people are amazing, I don't know <laughs> what can you tell us?
1: i mean i loved it i and i felt so um so comfortable like like it kind of felt like i was it it felt like i was home and i just love like how people there are so um warm and friendly to complete strangers um americans tend to be really closed off from strangers like if you're walking down the street and you make eye contact with someone they immediately like have to look away or they oh. they they frown like why are you looking at me or you know something it makes people uncomfortable to make eye contact with strangers and yeah and in brazil like We talked to strangers just casually, like everywhere we went and um, I just loved being surrounded by so much nature. I feel like Rio built its infrastructure, its city around the nature that was there, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of tearing nature down to build its city. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, sure. And you was in Tijuca? which is a national park there?
1: No, we didn't go to Tijuca. We just stayed mostly in Copacabana. Um, Yeah, I wish I could have seen more, but we didn't have that much time. Um, And we didn't really want to be running around every second of every day. You know, it's kind of exhausting. So we just kind of did... Um, the sightseeing that was nearby, which which was a lot. We got to see a lot. I got to see Pachilage and um, Escadaria Celaron mm-hmm. and you know I revisited the Christ statue, which was where my mom and I went the last day we were in Brazil and Pão de Yeah, it was it was amazing.
0: Nice. This is a really amazing like uh it, that's the word reconnection right yeah. uh and ha- could you talk normally in portuguese or did you feel that you like you know get um accent from america maybe
1: Yeah I've been told that when I speak portuguese I speak like a gringa <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Yeah I recognize some words
1: Yeah um and then at that time I um, kind of I still kind of do only speak the basic um, amount in Portuguese like you know what you need to say to get by whenever I'm talking to someone and I want to communicate like complex things complex feelings or ideas, it I always get stumped and I have a hard time like expressing myself the way I want to but most people usually like give me a break and they like try to help me out like figure out the right words and um and when I got back from Brazil I wanted to try to improve my my language not only speaking but also listening because it's kind of like when you're not really much of a reader and you have to read a hard um, book, you get kind your brain gets kind of fatigued and you can't consume it for too long, you know. So um, yeah, when I got back from Brazil, I wanted to try to improve my Portuguese not just speaking but also um listening because it's like when you're not really much of a reader and you have to read a hard book and you can't really read it for too long your brain gets fatigued that's what would happen to me when I would try to watch um global to like try to find out what's going on in the news or Um, I would try to watch a TV show or something. My brain would get so tired so quickly of like hearing Portuguese. You know, I couldn't watch the news because the way that they explain what's going on in the country is it feels so academic, Mm
2: -hmm. you know?
1: It was just too complicated for me. Um, So what I I realized I could do when I got back from Brazil was I could download the Global Play app and I could watch novellas. I could start there. You know, novellas are a little bit more like everyday Portuguese, you know. Um, And I learned a lot of, you know, slang, which I try to use now when I'm talking Portuguese. Yeah. Uh Um, And then, you know as I was watching novellas, um, to try to, to try to learn, like, expand my vocabulary and get used to Portuguese, I realized, like, I was learning so much more, I was reconnecting with so much more than just the language. Um, I was they, they play, you know, contemporary music throughout the novellas. Like, they have, like, a, a selection of music that they just play over and over. And you, like, put that into Spotify and you get similar artists. So now you start to build up your library of music that you know.
2: Mm-hmm. That's not,
1: like, that's not, like... Um, you know, old school Brazilian music, like we're Mm -hmm. talking funk and pagode and, because really, the only artists that I knew when I came to America were (laughs) Sanji Jr. and (laughs) (laughs) Daniela Mercury. (laughs) Uh And then I think my cousins visited me like 10 years ago and they showed me...
0: Just, just a point. Like these, uh, Sanji Jr. and Daniela Mercury. Daniela Mercury was, uh, were like singers from 90s. So, yeah. Yeah. And do you remember which novellas have you watched? Um. Yeah.
1: uh... Yeah, I watched like Malhação and they mm-hmm. have different ones. They have I watched first uh, Malhação Vidas Brasileiras and then I watched Malhação um, Pro Dia Nascer Feliz. Mm-hmm. I think that was the second one I watched. I'm trying to think if I watched any other Malhações but... Malhações, but um, I also watched a novella called Vidas Secretas.
0: Vida Secretas. Oh,
1: no, no. um No, that's not it. That's not what it's called. It's called um, uh, Verdades Secretas.
0: Verdades Secretas. Okay. Yeah, you
1: know and, uh,
0: which one? yeah, yeah I know what it is. Uh, heavy story, right? Yeah. I remember, yeah. And Malhação, it's more for teenagers. So I yeah. think that, that you could get some, you know, teenager slang. So um, I think that if you are learning Portuguese, well, watch Malhação yeah. and find out that you can get some yeah. cool slang to use. Yeah. That
1: I and watched um, totalmente demais and um,
0: Avenida Brasil, maybe.
1: Uh, no, I mean, I was with, I was showing my friend Global Play, she's Peruvian, and she, she asked me if they had that novella, we started watching a little bit. It wasn't really my cup of tea, um, which is another thing um, about like, my projects. I don't know if you want to like jump into that right now
0: let's go let's go
1: okay okay so um so as i was watching all these novellas i i i realized like this is such a great way for people like me to to learn slang to discover new artists to see like people interacting with each other how people interact with each other um traditions and you know, cultural norms, all that stuff. And I'm like, why didn't I know that I could do this so long ago? You know what I mean? Like why are not why aren't there um more resources out there for people like me who have, you know, like just limited Portuguese, they don't they can't understand like research articles and you know like they can it's just really hard one of the things that happened when I started downloading the app when I downloaded the app and I started looking for things to watch is sometimes I would click on something and it wasn't my cup of tea that happened a lot and I'm like okay am I gonna like anything here you know like should I maybe just like give it up like go back to Netflix and just just continue like, being disconnected like but I didn't I I was determined when the idea came to me to create a YouTube channel I wanted it to be about helping other people know what to watch when they download the app and why they're watching that particular thing so my YouTube channel is is going to be basically like a TV guide for not only novellas but also you know global plays documentaries it's movies like tv shows um, because yeah exactly like everything that people can watch to 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 see and learn about the things that they're interested in
0: yeah uh, and, and we ha- have you watched some um tv series from netflix tv series tv shows <laughs>
1: Uh, yes. Um so after I started getting into like all these Brazilian um and Portuguese stuff, um I wanted to try to see if there was anything on Netflix um for English speakers or that at least had English subtitles mm-hmm. um for for Americans who want to who are interested in Brazilian culture and you know I did watch some things on Netflix um too but I feel like the main difference between things on Netflix and things on global play is Netflix I think they they make things very digestible for the American audience you know Mm-hmm. it's different it's just it, it, it has a different feel to it it's not as real I feel like you know what I mean
0: Mhm. Mhm. yeah, uh, yeah. How, how can I say it? you talk about Brazil but um in a general way let's say that right
1: yeah mm-hmm. like um Netflix kind of shows Brazil the way Americans think that Brazil is, not the way it actually is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, I, I agree with you. And we have some interesting um, TV shows there, right? Like, we have Bom Dia, Veronica, which is really good, by the way. Um, yeah, 3, I 3%, that. 3%? 3%? Have you watched?
1: I saw both of those. Um i I watched the a lot, well, I wouldn't say a lot. I think I watched like about half of three mm-hmm. percent and I uh I just didn't really get it to be honest. <laughs> it's just it's just too abstract for me, but um bon gia Veronica, is that is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that was really good and really intense. Um, I would say the only thing about that, that show that kind of shows Brazil or, you know, the reality of Brazil is the, the showing the girls coming from like the countryside in a bus to Rio, you know, and how they're trying to um, find more opportunities you know in the city um i i feel like that kind of shows the reality of you know how um the opportunities in brazil are concentrated in cities like re in in states like rio and sao paulo like that most of brazil um Mm -hmm. doesn't live doesn't reflect the same reality
0: yeah maybe minas gerais as well like um People just go to the city, to the uh, the capitals um, mm-hmm. and to have a better life. I think that happened in any country around the world. Yeah, it's uh, it's common.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, and after that, you come, came back to the US. Um, you said to me that I, um, that project started to raised you know and you start to talk about different stuff about brazil right and writing any subjects a lot of subjects um so which ones
1: um so i write about being an immigrant being afro latina and brazilian culture and one of the things that i write about um in the Afro-Latina category is the the mentality that you have as as a person of color in Brazil, the mentality that I had and that I hear from a lot of Brazilians in the U.S. that they are Brazilians in general um, that they had or have in Brazil um, and it's just so different. They experience their their um, race in such a different way than people of color in America.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I I'm not black, so I you know cannot talk exactly um, what happened, you know, in Brazil. But um, do you have any um, experience to talk about it?
1: What you what you said is very interesting to me, because that kind of proves the point that I make in my writing, um, which is that like you, you don't identify with being black in Brazil. But if you came here, you would experience life as a black person, like America would label you as black. Um, My cousin, he experiences life as a white person in brazil like anybody who looks at him would say he's white but then he came to study here for a couple of years um Mm -hmm. and then here everyone thought he was mexican or you know some other brown uh, brown nationality like um he experienced life here as a brown person not Mm -hmm. white
0: Yeah, here you have a lot of thumbs, let's say that, because uh, we are a mixture of a lot of, you know, um, people, and you have mulattoes, which is really common to see here, Uh, you're not black to be white and not white to be black, so, like, you are in the middle, Um, and, you know, I, in my opinion, I'm I'm white, but if you see my skin, like, maybe in US, I'm Mexican, you know, because I'm a little bit darker
1: in in the us i can tell you you would be considered you were you would be considered part of the black community even though obviously you're not as dark as you could possibly be but people would still like associate you with blackness here
0: oh yeah um i think um yeah i think that the 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 you know the the races when we talk about brazil it is more um Connected, let's say that, because um, black people and white people and Asian and indigenous people, so they are all the time mixing each other. So mm-hmm. uh, we don't, like we have racism here, um, but I think that it's different from U.S. I've never been in the U.S., but mm-hmm. um, I think that the community are more spread it, right? I don't know if I'm saying the, the, the right thing.
1: So I think the way to really make it clear about how different the racism in Brazil is from the racism in America is that Brazilian racism is more like colorism. In Brazil, it works in two ways. You are considered lighter or darker in relation to the people around you. My friend... um, who's from Salvador. When he's visiting his parents, he is considered light-skinned because Salvador is, like, the most African place outside of Africa. Like, it's mostly black people. um, Mostly darker people than him. So Mm -hmm. he's light in Salvador. But then he goes back home uh, where he lives in in Sao Paulo and most people there are lighter than him so he's considered dark there. He's considered he's made, probably considered black there um but in reality he's half black and half white um and um I think Brazil conditions people to not think of themselves as black if, They have certain features that are not associated with blackness. Like if someone has the skin color that we do, but their hair happens to be straight, then they wouldn't be considered, you know, they'd be considered something else, not black. Maybe not even what you'd call me. I don't know what the word for me would be, but maybe they would even be considered different from me. If mm-hmm. their hair is straight, mine is not straight. You know what I mean. So, I think, I think race is so much more complicated of a topic in Brazil, whereas in the U.S., if you're even like, if you're even brown, you're treated the same way and. If you have a parent or a grandparent that is black, you're considered part of the black community. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. If, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. But you, you think that uh, I could be part of both or you have just one side?
1: Well, that's the conversation that America has been trying to have now is that that people who are mixed um they've always struggled to find like their their crowd you know like where they fit in because we're not white enough to be white and we're not black enough to be black for a lot of uh in in a lot of people's opinion Mm -hmm. um and then when you bring other mixes into it like you can be you can be mixed with asian too then it's like what are you now you know what i mean so i think um that's that's um that's how america is sort of similar but we're all still we all still identify with being a person of color like that's significant that that is how we experience the world in america
0: in america yeah well, yeah, it was a nice topic to talk about. Really interesting to to see um, your opinion about it. Um, and you talked about Salvador, uh, which is yeah the, the the most black city that we have here. Maybe fifty percent of the you know uh, of the population are descendants of um, African slaves.
1: And
0: mm-hmm. it started. I think um, Salvador was founded in 1549. I think. And it was a strategy place for the Portuguese people um, because um, the land was good to plant sugarcane. So it was necessary to bring um, workers. Well, not workers, they brought um, slaves. And you have from Angola, you have from Congo, and a lot of um, African cities. And the influence of African there was huge because we can talk about food, akarajé, vatapá. Um, music. You have a share um, capoeira, which is really famous around the world. Uh, was developed in Brazil, not created. Created in Africa, and a lot of words that we have in Portuguese as well, um, and habits as well that happen in Salvador. So um, it is really interesting uh, and and nice to see that we have a lot of cultures inside of one, we created Brazil, you know, when we have that influence from Africa, we have our influence from Asia um, and from Europe as well. So, Mm -hmm. and that's why we are that, you know, nice um, mixture and we created Brazil, we are Brazilians. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, that's the beauty of this land, right?
1: Yeah. Um, do I have time to tell you the story? Um, it's actually, it fits right in with what we're talking about right now.
0: Okay. Okay. Let's. So, you.
1: yeah. So, um, as we're talking about Braz- uh, Afro-Brazilian contributions to Brazilian culture, um, I actually just, um, saw, uh, encountered this, um, in my trip to Brazil, um, when we were in Ponta Sucar, which if anyone uh if any American is listening is Sugarloaf Mountain. Um when I we were coming down at the end of the day, um Ponta Sucar is like adjacent to a like a beach, not a very popular beach. I think it's what you'd call a local's beach, like like local people go there mm-hmm. more than tourists. Anyways, um we were walking by that beach and we saw that something was going on um it was like a ceremony and it was a really big ceremony and everyone was dressed in white and also i have to say in the morning when i was like choosing my outfit for the day i don't know why i was looking at all these different outfits and trying to choose one and and I had like these colorful other ones um and this white one and i don't know why but something was telling me to choose like the white outfit i wore all white and then like when i was in line to go up to the to sugarloaf mountain everyone was dressed like you know wearing like tropical patterns and stuff like that i felt like i looked kind of like weird but we were going but Back to when back to when we were at the beach and there's a ceremony going on, everyone's wearing white and I was like, oh, my God, like, I look like I belong, you know, like, I look like I could be part of that ceremony. So I like walked walked over to where the ceremony was happening, actually sat down, talked to people, nobody questioned like what i was doing there like nobody asked me like oh like how did you why did you come here how how'd you know about this i looked like everybody else who was dressed in white and mm-hmm. it was i i i found out that like it was a cer- the ceremony festival of like, Yemanja, um mm-hmm. which is Uh, a ceremony a tradition of the afro-brazilian culture candomblé yeah um it was a religion um of the brazilian slaves and the ceremony was for the goddess of the sea yemanja and i feel like i almost feel like yemanja like called me there (laughs) Mm -hmm. because You know what I mean? Because for some reason I chose to wear white that day and I went to where, I went to the exact location of where that was happening. Yeah. It was, um,
0: and she, she's, was, she's the, 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 how can I say, the god of waters and fertility. So that's yeah. why people wear white and, how can I say, um, they, um, offer like, um, flowers and gifts for yamanjad Mm -hmm. um to the sea you know and Mm -hmm. yeah it's really interesting to see that and it was another african uh, influence that we have
1: yeah so there's um i've been interested in candomblé ever since um ever since that happened and i took an afro-brazilian class when i got back and um We learned this routine that was, like, uh, um, about making offerings to Yemanjá. And um, the first Maliação that I watched had, like, um, a a character who practices candomblé. Um, So I got to learn a little bit from from watching, you know, that novella, a little bit more about candomblé. And... um, There's just so much that people can can learn and see um, in in novellas and movies and stuff.
0: Yeah. And uh, I I think that it's a part of um, Brazil that it's really important to talk about because I I have the feeling that the foreigners don't know about, you know, the the influence that we have from Africa, you know,
2: and Mm -hmm.
0: definitely it's necessary to talk about. Right. I, I try to bring um, a lot of subjects that I think and that I have the opportunity to talk here in, in my podcast, and it, it is a special uh, um, it is a special opportunity to talk about that with you. So thank you, thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for you know having me and giving me a chance to to talk about these things too. Um, thank you so much.
0: Don't worry, it was my pleasure. Um, so guys guys no buddies buddies um, thank you so much for watching this video or listening uh my name is andre and if you you know uh want to follow me on social medias you have instagram brazilian buddy you have spotify brazilian buddy show you have youtube brazilian buddy facebook brazilian buddy pinterest brazilian buddy Everything is brazilian buddy and Marcela, uh you said that you have a youtube channel right
1: yes It'll be called Real Brazil Media um, Uh because I feel like it gives you the real Brazilian, like, perspective. Uh And um, you can find... That will have its own Instagram account, but it's not ready yet. And, well, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be ready. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and then you can find me... um, Marcella Daluz Lay um, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, If you click on my Instagram bio, you can find my written works and um, some other content that I've made. And yeah, feel free to connect with me there. Um, I usually talk to people who send me dms and especially brazilians i love connecting with new you know new brazilian followers
0: amazing so guys ah it's not guys it's buddies buddies thank you so much and ciao
1: (laughs) ciao